You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. You know what it's like when I get up in the morning and I'm like, wow, what do I got going on today? And I realize, man, I got a show to do. And uh, it's always fun when I have somebody come in, especially now that I've been a little bit more addicted to the whole clubhouse thing. Uh, I get to uh, have people that I actually get to hear their voice and then actually see them come into the studio. So it's a pleasure to always have people come in. I have a wonderful guest, Elise McRoberts. How are you today? I'm super well, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Perfect. How was your trip? You're from Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. Flew down from the Bay. Um, It was... Lovely. Took Jet Suite X, which is a very nice way to fly. It is the, it is the best, <laughs> honestly, right? Because you don't have to worry about checking in. It's, I mean, it's yep. super lax. You sit in a hangar, and then you get to cruise out, and it's a super quick trip, right? It's like 40 minutes or something. Exactly. Yeah, I think I got there like 14 minutes before my flight took off, and even that was pushing it. But the fact that I still walked on the plane when I got there yeah, 14 minutes before. Yeah, and they could just toss the bag good. on this. Yeah. That would never happen in a regular yeah. airport. <laughs> yep. And there's a, never. <laughs> no security check, which is nice if you have to bring a lot of product and you don't yeah. want to explain why you, you don't have want a lot worry. more than personal You don't use. have to worry about figuring <laughs> out. Hell yeah. Thank you, Jet Suite X, for all the wonderful things that you do. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you. So what did you do prior to getting into the cannabis industry? Um, I did a lot of things. Um, I worked in the music industry Uh, most recently before cannabis. That's what I was doing when I transitioned into cannabis. And I was doing marketing, working for artists, management companies. Sure. My last job in the music industry was I was actually working on Dead & Company Tour. Nice. And I was working for the company, wait for it, ironically, Nugs.net, which is not a weed company. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. What are they? They're a streaming company. And so they're the company that powers the webcasts. Um, For example, when Dead & Company or Fish or a lot of the jam bands have their shows webcast out, they power that. But before they did the webcast, they were the company that powered releasing all the live shows. Oh, yeah. All the live recordings. I remember, uh, now that this is jogging my memory, when we play... Uh, stuff on Hayes Radio, the concerts, we get it from there because you can, it's one of the few places you can legally purchase approved concerts and they got tons of shit. They're like a pretty big company, right? Yeah, they really pioneered that. I believe Um, Brad Serling, the CEO and founder, was the first one to legally um, put out a live recording of, I think it was either Grateful, Grateful Dead. Dead. Yeah, yeah, no, they're rocking mm-hmm. it with Grateful Dead stuff. They had tons of shit for Grateful Dead. Fish Yep, does a lot did, of stuff with yeah, them. They, they power live fish, and then, yes, yep. they, they're behind the Dead & Co., and they're actually behind a lot of yeah, the live webcasts or recordings. We actually, uh, during one New Year's, played the whole Baker cast. I mean, the whole... The uh, Baker's I'm sorry, Dozen. I'm, I'm, yeah, the Baker's Dozen. Yes. That's what it was. Each bagel. Yes. I remember there was a bagel for every concert. Uh, there was a donut, <laughs> Or is it a donut? It was, it a, was donut. a donut from I'm Federal not, Donuts. I needed to be corrected. It's, I'm not an expert with fish, but you are I, for sure. Uh, so. Clearly I am. I just outed <laughs> myself there. <laughs> Absolutely, right? 
That's great. Yes. And what kind of, can you name some musicians or people you worked with aside from that? Or Yeah, so um, that was great getting to work on Dead & Company Tour, and I partially got that role because I had worked for Mickey Hart prior. Um, nice. briefly worked for his management team when I first moved awesome to NorCal. Guy. Yeah, amazing In, in a artist. sense, like, yeah, yeah, just has and a lot of And a true genius, you know, beyond yeah. just uh, being a percussionist. Mickey's really a brilliant, bright guy. When I was working for him, he was uh, doing stuff with Adam Ghazali, and they were looking into... Um, how playing music affects the brain. So. Oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. So do you think he would? Go, he goes that even far in depth when it comes to, I know he has a, a weed line or weed stuff, Yes, right? he does have a weed line. And I would assume because Mickey definitely smokes a lot of weed. Um, sure. He was always smoking. And so I would assume he's probably got to be pretty hands-on or at least cares about that quality. Yeah. I've smoked those joints. It's the chem and yeah, they're good. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then you get into the cannabis industry uh, when... So I got into the cannabis industry. Well, I have two parts. I judged my first uh, High Times Cannabis Cup in 2012 in Amsterdam. I was very fortunate. A woman by the name Jen Bernstein was the managing editor of High Times Magazine at the time. Nice. I met her um, through this band Mo, which is a New York Another jam great, band. No, I know Mo. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're like knocking all the ones. At least we're in the same era there for sure. Yeah. So we met at Mo Down, their festival, and. Um, I backstage and connected through, you know, knowing each other in that scene and, and, and weed. I loved weed and was smoking a lot. And so she invited me to be a judge because she was impressed with my palate and my passion. And yeah. so I go to Amsterdam and I go to this High Times Cup and my whole eyes opened up and world changed because I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. At the time, you know, cannabis and no, wasn't still criminalized. For sure. And I don't come, I mean, my dad's more of a hippie, my birth father, but like my mom, my dad who raised me are like not, like cannabis was not cool. Oh, like okay. It's not. Um, wow. So I definitely, um, when I saw that there was a cup in this whole community and the people around this plant, I just had never knew things like that existed. So oh, I was what a like, great place. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand Amsterdam. Too. And that's before it kind of just died down. Yeah, I think I got the last good one. of. I think that was the last cup High Times did in Amsterdam. And then and it the, really was about Jamaica. And then it went to yeah. the U.S. because the U.S. became a lot more forward. Yeah. Than it had ever been right and then um after that cup or that inspired me that i uh, really needed to live in a place where cannabis was legal or at least medically legal and so i could use it not you know feel like a criminal and i sure. moved to california Hell yeah. a few months after that and once i lived in california i mean the Jem scene, the same High Times crew, like kind of guided me in. I would judge oh, cups okay. every year. Wow. And um, and that was the era, you know, like Danny Dinko and Bobby sure. Black, Elise uh, McDonough. And the judging kits were yeah. fat. Oh my God. Yes. And there were still judges' fat. mansions back then, you know, where you'd hang what? out. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I forgot about judges' mansions. Break this down again. You know, you'd, well, maybe you'd go to like whatever house it was to pick up your kit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, you know, for sure. Sure, and sure. everyone would be there hanging out session. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you oh, know. you mean what the pickups are? Yeah, for sure. It was yeah. great. Such a great time. The what good was, old days. What was like one of the most largest uh, judging kits you ever get? Well, so I always judged edibles. Um, even though I did pre-rolls and vapes, uh, I think I even judged CBD once, but edibles, I mean, you'd get like 50 or 60 and 
back then. I mean, I remember sometimes you'd just get something in like a Ziploc bag, you know, not labeled. It could be a brownie or like, what yeah. is this? But then oh, there yeah. were things like yeah. kombucha or, um, you know, the Rice Krispie treats or the cookies sure. are just like 400 milligrams or 1,000 sure. milligrams. And, and back then there wasn't any, let's break it down, like when it was Prop 215, Yeah, you could have it as strong as you wanted. Right, and it wasn't even tested. No, or a and, lot of it wasn't. And I say. back then, this is the funny thing: no one even really said milligrams. No, All, it was two x, three x. That's why I'm realizing I'm like 4X. I don't remember how strong things were, and I'm like I think there's a reason Foo for bar. that. <laughs> exactly, canatonic or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you big component of CBD? I do, yes. I forget um, how lucky and well fortunate I am to, you know, forget about CBD or how wonderful it is. Meaning, like, I just take it every day, and sure. you know, it's part of my life. And I forget that I don't, or that most people don't realize that it can be used like that. Yeah. It really, I take it just like a vitamin, and then that's how I feel because you know, I know I'm getting all these benefits for it. I also see it as a somewhat preventative. You know, medicine as well. Just sure. you know, wanting to keep my body at homeostasis and I got low you. inflammation. Sure. And, um, yeah, feeling more. I don't know if it really helps feel more calm. You sure. Know, but sure. I like that placebo effect a little yeah, bit, if that is true. No, no. I, you know, no, I don't think there's placebo to it. I think that really, like, have anxiety, taking it makes you feel better. You know, have pain, take it goes away you know as far as inflammations and things like that you yeah. know uh you know i think there's a lot of benefits to it definitely and what was the first cannabis work you you did oh yes i guess i kind of trailed off there from so i went from judging cups to working in the industry by um in 2016 i was in a can or a sf music tech women's room and it was okay. everyone was going around the on the mic saying what they did for work. And so I said what I did in music, but that was the first time I kind of came out of the green closet, if you will, and I said, and I also, you know, have a lot of knowledge and contacts in the cannabis world. So if anyone's interested in that, feel free to talk and to me. And that's a big fucking festival. You, yeah. you drop that, it's like mic drop almost in a sense, right? It, or no? Well, it was dope. I mean, it, then, you know, I just passed the mic. But after that, a woman did approach me. And long story short, uh, she asked me to moderate, curate and moderate a panel for her festival in Santa Barbara, Fest Forums. And Sweet. I brought the first cannabis panel to her festival, which was a festival or B2B conference uh, geared towards event producers. So people from Coachella and Bonnaroo and also Sundance and all different types of events were there. And I led, put together a panel on cannabis and events. Wow. Um, I had Jason Pinsky on the panel. I yeah, had uh, Mike Ray from Bloom Farms. I uh -huh. had Catherine Annie from... Um, New West Summit, and uh, oh, yeah. she was an uh, artist Catherine. manager. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah Jim McAlpine. And so then, shout out to exactly. Jim. And I, I love those guys. And then I had Elizabeth Hogan from Willie's Reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I moderated it, and that was the first time I ever did anything what like that. What a great panel you had. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And it was yeah, the like... first cannabis or panel at that event. And so wow. um, doing something like that and in front of a lot of entertainment people who were my peers or people I looked and up to. And how did that go? It was so well 
uh, received, received yeah. and I even brought the first canvas sponsor. Pinsky in and, must have yeah. been hilarious. Oh, it was, he must have thrown his things here and there. He's, he's always like, great. Oh yeah, right? I love him. He's a rock star. Oh yeah, and I, you know, much love to him and everyone who you know supported me by being on that panel. I love um, his Instagrams when he's on the motorcycle. It's so funny. he's still doing those. No, I haven't seen it in a while, but I did like those when they were going through. I think Adam Dunn started making fun of him, and he stopped doing it after oh, a while bummer. or something like that. But. I liked those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the panel was so well received. This light bulb like went off in my head that, oh, wow. I mean, I this is what I should be doing because look at um, all these people and the, all these industries who, you know, want cannabis knowledge or insight. Yeah. And here's yeah. something that I have and is coming naturally to me. And so maybe I should focus my energy in that space as opposed to, I felt like I was like clawing up a ladder in the entertainment industry trying to uh -huh. get somewhere. I, I had a lot of great, projects but i never had like a long-term career it's a hard, I went from in, it's a hard industry right yeah and it's it super is. male dominated and super even male dominated, the women right? in it are less supportive of each other i mean the way women support each other in cannabis is unlike anything i've oh, seen yeah. in the world oh yeah you know what i noticed that between not like that lawyers in this that women feel they have to play even more of a man's role I think it's like they in, fight from themselves or they don't have enough time to fight for someone else or have them be the yeah. obstacle that falls into them too, you know, cause like, let's say they don't do then the reflection hits back on them or this. I mean, obviously there's a lot of repercussions of coming out of the closet per se. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think, uh, the problem in other industries are women probably feel like they've had to claw or work so hard to get to where they are. They, don't they are less likely to lift another woman up or I don't know yeah, I just didn't maybe. feel that there was sure. a lot of that collaboration in other industries but in cannabis yeah the way I mean it was just it's was so refreshing and still is to this day the there way we all like tons of we groups. jump to support each other yeah. just today yeah. I got a text from a woman in cannabis introducing me to another woman in cannabis yeah. just saying I want to connect to you ladies and we're going to be doing business together and absolutely that's a very beautiful unique thing I love about this industry it is great right yeah um, and uh, and you've been rocking on Clubhouse. Let's let's talk a little bit about what you think yeah. think of the whole Clubhouse app and thing. I am loving Clubhouse, and I realized this early on when I realized, wow, I really love this app, and I figured out it's because it was filling this void of conferences and cups and Absolutely. festivals and these events that Absolutely. I used to go to, where I would see my international cannabis community. Absolutely, and. Um, so, and we aren't having those because of COVID and the circumstances. But as soon as I was on Clubhouse, suddenly I was reconnecting with like Caroline Phillips from DC National Cannabis Festival, or, you know, then I'm talking with um, Lorenzo from oh, Terps Army. I and love, then the yeah. last time I was, you know, to go there in Barcelona and, then, and Dr. Dina and you, and, you know, yeah, and then, yeah. so that's really awesome to, you know, reconnecting with the tribe. But then the, the new connections are amazing too. Yeah. Um, we, I found talent on Clubhouse. Literally, we interviewed someone, and Sweet. I, um, I think we're bringing him on. You know, that's through Clubhouse. Tight. Yeah, no. And um, you know, I got I, a friend that got our like brand has been discovered through two Clubhouse. Two or three too. movie things. He hasn't had gigs in a while. Boom, landed three movie deals. Sitting in rooms talking. Blah blah blah. It's, it's fucking wild. You who, who, who would ever? Some of these people you get even to speak with a little bit. And I'm not saying not just cannabis, right? Celebrities, this. I actually uh, DM'd Dane Cook. He was running a room. Oh my God, right? he's still around? Wow. He's still around. He's run, he was run, I give for example, like he was running a room and he started getting into this whole thing real deep, talking about the day that his dad died. 
what was happening the moment before he died, everything, like what happened to him. And I had this gripping thing because my mom passed away. I had a lot of emotions that are from it. He's got like 750,000 people on his Instagram. I go at like 10.30. It's a late night thing. I said, hey, I really enjoyed your clubhouse. I threw it out there. If you ever want to come down to the station, blah, 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 do an interview. I said, I really thought what you said to your dad was special. And I know that he's, if he heard it, he's looking down at you, or, you know, and this and that. Dude, 1.30 in the morning, 12.30, 1.30 in the morning after his cast was over, I get a message from him. Literally, he's like, you know, thanks for coming on the clubhouse. He goes, uh, I wouldn't be the best person to bring to the party because I don't drink or smoke, which I thought was very interesting. Also, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, uh, but, you know, he, he was super cordial and nice. And I wrote to him and I said, listen, if you ever want to be educated on hemp, you know, or the plant, it does have some wonderful things. Always feel free to reach out. I'd love to, love to educate you more on it if it ever comes to be and stuff. Blah, 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 and wrote this nice thing. And he put a little heart the next day when I wrote him the next day. And I'm like, what a cool motherfucker. And that would have never happened. Even though I know now, he's not really in our industry. He'd never, he not, you know, whatever. But he took the time, even late at night. And that would, when would that ever happen, a person like that, if Clubhouse didn't exist? No way. No. You know? Yeah. Wow. That, I'm happy to hear that he's uh, that cool because in he didn't have the best reputation back in the day. I wonder if that's why he's sober now. Maybe. Because if he said he doesn't drink or smoke, no. I thought he used to be a big party guy, that, or at least that was part of his comedic persona. So. Yeah, and that might even still be now knowing that, right. right? You could hear his act and be like, knowing, oh, you don't smoke or drink. That's yeah. fucking wild. Wow. And uh, I heard recently got married too. Right. Is married or something like that. But yeah, and then I well, was I'm gonna in, look out for him on Clubhouse. I, oh, he has all the time. You'll always see Dink. I mean, follow him and then it'll pop up for sure. But he's always in rooms all the time now. I always see him hosting and doing stuff. Damon Dash. I was like in a room with other music guys, industry guys, and I'm speaking, and next thing you know, boom, he pops up. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, man, I love because we aired Big Mike, you know, from uh oh, yeah. Advanced Nutrients is uh, we air his business outlaws cat, you know, uh, web uh, webisodes and podcast. And one of the episodes that we air is with him interviewing Damon Dash. So I had like something to kind of throw at the air, and I'm like, "Yo, man, I love that episode you did with Big Mike." I says we aired on the network, blah blah blah. Next thing we're sitting in the middle of the room talking. Next day, I fill a fucking cannabis, high times cannabis, we were edible judges. I had the backpacks and some of the stuff, like you see that's all that stuff is all entry stuff. I loaded them up with all this stuff and my boy was seeing him actually the next day and he Instagrammed on his thing and showed getting the stuff. So how could that have ever happened again? If it wasn't to like, yeah, to that type of situation, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm super grateful for the app. I mean, it's definitely, it, I think it's bringing a lot of good. And I think it's because people feel they can be their authentic selves on there. And I don't know if that's because it's audio only or because it's long yeah. format. You know, they can speak freely. Yeah. They're not limited to 140 characters or just a visual. Right? Yes, yes. Um, but I love it. It's become, yeah, I like it on when I'm driving or if I'm at home. Now, like it's kind of the thing that's always, it's always now, with how, me in a way. How dope. That's <laughs> what I want to try to figure out. How dope would it be to be able to have my show 
and it could hear through my thing on Clubhouse. That's what I want to try to figure out how to do to make yeah. it actually go to these mics. Right. And everyone could sit and I could do something. That would be tight. That's what I've been hoping to try to figure out. I see people like on, on uh, was able to do it on like YouTube live and I've heard how people being able to do it so with that, but that's what because people are sitting and just talking to their phone. Right, I was going to say that would, be a you way could to, just have your gotta phone It's got to be like on. a way to bypass. And they say there's a way to wire and do it, and maybe you can go to one mic. But I just think all my all the ones that are on here can run through this board through one line, so it's possible. You know, got to be. Yeah, and it'll sound dope. Obviously, then it was. Yeah. <laughs> then it sounds like on a phone. You know, uh, and what was the set? What was the next cannabis venture in your career? Um, so I went from being event focused to, or I guess doing that panel. And then the first job that I got was being CMO for a delivery service that was starting up in San Francisco called Kind Courier. Oh, and so, how dope. Yeah. You go to a job about delivering all kinds of great cannabis items of all these different yeah. brands in San Francisco. I mean, let's come on. Yeah. Like, that is and wait, dope. you'll love this. Tell I me. meet the founders uh, at the Bridge School Benefit, okay, at Shoreline, which is like Neil oh. Young's concert of all these bands. And Shoreline, I'm there. The amphitheater is yeah. so beautiful. And I have no job at the time. And sure. a girlfriend of mine from the music scene is like, hey, meet my homies and, you know, tell them what you know about cannabis and what you're doing because they're starting a thing up. You know, this is pre like Prop 64 had passed, but it hadn't gone online yet, right? So sure. this is the time when sure. the OGs or the guys who are like trying to transition or just getting it together sure. and so I meet these founders at that uh, concert and we chatted and then set a meeting and I went and I saw their grow or the warehouse where the grow was sure. going to be uh -huh. and they had an office on California Street like oh, in, which I thought was really cool and professional uh -huh. yeah. and, and so I'm like okay this is going to be legit but yeah it was just the two founders and they wanted me to help them really develop the brand identity and the menu and, you know, then how we would market it and get it are out there and make sure around? make money. I believe they are still around. No yes. shit. Can we shout them out? Shout them out, Kind Courier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope they are still around. That I can say great. I worked for them during that time, the, like, transition of 64 or 215 to 64. I feel like I did work for a lot of brands. I did, like, the Cannabis Startup Shuffle. What, what's, some and your, a, what's some of the favorite products over the years? Um, okay, so I fell in love with Somatic Infused Cold Brew. That wow, was okay. really amazing. Because they were using Ritual Cold Brew, which is like a craft oh, coffee in San sure, Francisco. And then sure. infusing it, thought that was dope. Wow. And then, um, yeah, that even got me into drinking coffee. And now I don't drink coffee anymore, sure. but I still think that's a dope product. Chem uh -huh. Chemistry was a, a vape brand or extraction company and tinctures as well and I helped them launch and nice. they want they went on to take third place in the Emerald Cup for one of their vapes and uh and win for their tinctures I think also at high time so I was really proud to see them uh, take off and and they're still crushing it and yeah. um then who else well gosh I mean of course Doc Greens yeah <laughs> you know I wanted, to, I wanted to slowly, slowly work up work to, up to it. that work up to I it know. <laughs> thank she, you she held, she held back <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore I held back as we long as I could I tried to I'm think doing. of other brands <laughs> alright let's talk about Doc Greens and, and what got you to uh, to transition or be pulled into there yeah so I guess I'll shout out one other. There was a delivery yeah. service, California. I went to another delivery service, a Marin County one, California Wellness. That one, unfortunately, didn't survive. 
um, getting licensed. But that was another dream job. I got to say, my favorite job before the one I have now was being the combined CMO slash buyer because you know uh, I'm curating the menu, I'm picking uh, out all the products, I'm taking uh, all the meetings with the salespeople, so I'm getting all yeah, the hookups, and I'm yeah. picking the best of the best, and then I'm deciding would, how would we communicate like, and educate like on it. <laughs> so, would you yeah. like a little sample? It was so good. What do you need? And in the old days when they'd bring you like everything, oh, you know, and yeah, oh gosh, because it wasn't just wasn't just was like whatever they want to do. Yeah, now it needs to come, you know, manifested, metriced on a truck. Like I can't even walk into yeah. a meeting with samples unless I've bought them back from somewhere compliantly first. Yeah, so that that just breaks into how crazy all that is. So let's talk about when you got or how did you get recruited yeah. into Doc Greens and how did it all start and. Thank you for, that's a very good question because it's a really good example of how something bad can turn into a blessing because that delivery service was unfortunately going under. Um, but one of the investors in it, a woman who had met me because I was working there, um, knew Zev and Zev uh, is one of the co-owners and uh, yeah, of Doc Greens, I guess, and was acting as CEO at the time. And so she met him. He, and, you know, he said they needed help. And we met at, uh, I think it was during New West Summit, had a meeting like in the oh, lobby nice, in Oakland. Nice. And then was um, it one of the, was it one of the older ones or yeah. was it the last one well, when they had that ridiculous union fucking, <laughs> it was, do you remember it was, that? Of the course I remember union? that. Of course. Oh my God. That was a whole thing. Cause some people didn't want to cross the picket but, line, yeah, rightfully so, vote, you yeah. know, and people was, blocking the front. I always went through that side thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like there was the yeah. side windows things mm -hmm. and everywhere would go to puff and like yes. bypass the fucking stupid blockade exactly. on down down the corner. Yeah, and that and was then, also closer to the food. And then and then shout out to the one guy who he they, they shout out to this great magazine. If you guys ever get check it out, it's called Grow Magazine. It's in Oregon, Oregon based. And I remember the owner sitting there every day with his truck right at the front of the thing, <laughs> with just the piles of the magazines. Total hippie, like cool fucking guy. It's like, I'm going to come in my truck, I'm going to drive down, just sit out there all day. He didn't even go in the show. He just sat and handed <laughs> out and gave people, gave us some case, like a, two cases. I think I had a fucking grow magazines. I just felt bad too. I was like, yeah, we'll pass them out for you, bro. Don't worry. I got you. You, know? you still got some here uh, in the background. Actually, probably. I probably, I want to pull out. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> funny shit. That's a, that was a great show. I love that show. Shout out to, he, out of all the shows at that time, there wasn't as many competing. There was lots, but he always had, Jim had the great greatest of like networking little parties for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, it was a good mix uh, yeah. of people that showed. Tech, tech and yeah. this and like you had a nice blend. And we, everybody would say that that one hotel, what was it? That you could look down and everything. It was everything. a Marriott, I Marriott think. Marriott or something Oakland, like that, yeah. right? And that, But they had this cool down area. Where yeah, that totally, big bar area where yeah. people kind of just flow. And, yeah. And, and that patio, we'd all smoke out there too yeah. outside the bar. And it was, it really they like. They never really yelled at us for smoking. No, they never yelled about point. nothing. They're yeah. always cool about everything. And. I honestly, even though it was a smaller show, I always had more networking and things go down at that show than some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was well curated for sure. Yeah. I did a panel on it one year. I think I did the branding panel. That was a good one too. Hell yeah. yeah. So Doc Greens recruits you. Explain yeah. to me how the recruiting goes though. What happened? So I had the first meeting with Zev. The second meeting is actually at the lab with um, 
this actual, or I guess, investor who was from New York, um, their hash maker at the time, uh, with the original founder, Daniel, and um, they had all the concentrates. And I had, you know, they wanted me to try the product and see what I thought, which also is important to me. I was always the type of consultant, like I needed to try the product, have my own experience, and then could decide if I could work with a client or not. Sure. I I would not even want to know how much a what a client needed or what they'd want to pay unless I actually like the product. Yeah. Authentic connection needs to be there first. For sure. But get this, you know, I'm dabbing all these concentrates while <laughs> being asked kind of hard interview questions, you know, like, well, what do you think our strategy should be? What's, what do you think of the market with this? And, and I'm holding it down while dabbing and answering nice. you know, articulately and with, you know, a proper vision yeah. and plan and strategy. Fuck yeah. And um, long story short, I got hired as a consultant and at the time when they hired me, I mean, they weren't even sure if they still wanted to be called Doc Greens. And they the, okay. full de- the product line wasn't even developed yet. We were just like a type six license. So when um, I, we originally developed a whole nother brand for these other investors and the brand was going to be called Mona. And I developed that brand with a okay. firm. And then a very typical cannabis thing, uh, it was time when uh, Doc Greens realized that the investors they had were not the best fit and they needed to find other partners. Sure. So they had to stop operations in order to do that. And so by lease and that brand Mona was canned kind of, except yeah. the investors actually got the rights to it. So sure. I was, and I took that as a nod, like, Oh wow. So they you know wanted to keep something that I built. Cause I came up with the name yeah. Mona and developed the identity sure. for them. Um, but doc greens, the original founders and the home team, you know, of course Scott was more important. The like uh, the license yeah. and everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and then, sure. um, you know, they said, all right, we're, we're going to find new investment. We'll give you a call. And I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Like that, <laughs> that's never happened in my life. I went and I uh, produced an event called High Society, which uh, hosted uh, Lizzie Post, the great, great granddaughter of Emily Post, who wrote the book Higher Etiquette, and then Nikki Lestretto from Swami Select. And so it was a female-focused event educating on cannabis and bringing together like old etiquette um, with new cannabis. And that that's was cool. a successful event. Had like 150 people in Oakland. Nice. Uh, that was beautiful. And then I got hired by Eco Cannabis to be their chief of strategy, which is an Oakland vertical. And so I overhauled their menu, brought in other brands and helped the CEO with that business. And then right when I was feeling like that wasn't a good fit, I got a call from Zev and uh, Doc Green said, found say, oh, new we investors. Got the money. They said, we have new investors and we want to resume. And uh, <laughs> that was such a good great day and a good feeling and um i was so honored that i was the first call that once they had those uh the new team and i was so excited to get back to work with them and we got started pretty much right away um i brought in another team to help me with the full rebrand uh evb which is an amazing creative agency in oakland and uh, we developed the whole new logo packaging um identity website instagram every swag merch you know all of that while also getting ready we decided we were going to launch at the emerald cup nice and so we had that target date shout out to one of the greatest cannabis events in california i feel where the awards that are given for people in the industry is very fairly done and those that win those awards definitely have some flex. Yeah, it's I think it's the true representation of 
the highest quality cannabis culture, especially since it's been going on so long and it was primarily centered around sun-grown and organic and still is, yeah. even though now they have categories for other products. But they were also pioneers of, you know, education and entertainment mixed yes. in with this farmer's market like element yes. and just the best cannabis in the world because most of it being from the Triangle as and well. And this year, but, actually um, today... I believe, or right around today, is oh, airing the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, is coming the uh, virtual That's Emeralds right. Cup for um, the first time, and then it'll be back. And then actually, they are going to be doing SoCal. Yes, which yeah. I am super excited Me for. Me too. I hope that I get we're to definitely. Come down for oh, that. I definitely. I will. Wanna, oh, come on! How could you not? <laughs> right. For that? That's going to be a dope event. Yeah. So Shit. as um, you know, legacy brand, which Doc Greens is. Uh, a legacy brand, aka Prop 215 Survivor. They had been producing medical cannabis products since 2009. We just thought it was perfect uh, to relaunch at the Emerald Cup, another like true legacy event, and and have those be our first sales of the adult use Prop 64 market. So, by the skin of our teeth, we made that deadline, and um, nice. you know had our product packaged and ready while we're setting up the booth. And that was the first okay. time also going through the new or um, the metric and distro way sure. of getting your product sure. into the Emerald Cup so that you could sell it that way. So just a lot of new things for all types of producers, but especially us like as a s small startup company. So it's just, it was a lot, but it was also such an amazing experience because you know, as a, a team, when you're going through all of that together, like how that just bonds you. And, sure. then, and then when it, you know, the doors open and the booth's full and people are dabbing and smoking and the vibes are high. It's just like you can't even forget about all the work. You're oh, just so absolutely. grateful and the bliss. Absolutely. And it was beautiful to just, um, yeah, be reconnected with the community. And the Emerald Cup is one of those events. People come from all over, not Everywhere. just California, but they come Everywhere. from all over the country and the world to go to that event. And they, they honestly, I believe they, and shout out, don't get me wrong, I love high times. I won cups, I this and that, but they even beat them. And I, I figure as like, you know, when it comes to California award and festival events, they have consistently to everyone been the best event. I don't think there's anybody who could say they really and truly know something else that can even come close to what it is, you know? Yeah, I would agree. Is And I also, you know, nothing against high times. I, like I said, got my start with them and judged yeah, for them yeah, for yeah, years, no, went yeah. to many yeah, cups, yeah. but yep. the Emerald Cup is my favorite by far yeah. and I think it's truly special and I'm, I'm honored to get to judge for them as well and I will say as a brand who participated and having the booth and the experience there it was also um, a just not just fun and amazing but a value add you know I mean it's worth it um, we're very proud to have exhibited there and been a sponsor of the event too yeah for so, sure that was uh, 2019, you know, and then we were just getting on dispensary shelves again and rocking and rolling early 2020, mm -hmm. and then boom, Corona hit. So uh, yeah, I know. Um, I know. But hey, I'm sitting here today talking to oh, you, and because, you guys are back because yeah. you have. Let's let's talk about what's coming out. Yeah, what so, people look forward to. Um, well, I'm talking to you because we're launching in LA, so that's really oh, exciting huge, that we're expanding. Sure. You'll be able to find Doc Greens in more dispensaries oh, yeah. in SoCal. That'd be great. Because all last year's NorCal. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, Doc Greens, we make solventless products. We make live rosin and live rosin infused pre-rolls. Oh, gotta love it. And our live rosin infused pre-rolls are super special because we actually infuse the paper with live rosin, which wow. is our that's special. That's very interesting. Yeah, wow. secret sauce, our little proprietary wow. trick. Wow. And it's really... Um, 
I mean, it's not, they're so great, not, not just because I work for the company, I love them, but I actually get this feedback from a lot of industry colleagues and um, people that I give them to or people who try them and they they rave about them. I mean, we were just talking about Wendy's Space Gem the other oh, yeah, day. For she sure. sent me a picture of like 10 of them that she she clearly like bought at Harbor Side or something. Oh, that's and great. I was like, oh my God, thanks for the support. She's like, I love them. I stock up. And to me, that's such a compliment oh, when an yeah. industry person buys your product because yeah. no, I mean, few know quality better than the industry OGs and the sure. people who've been in this and either Absolutely. grow themselves or make their own products. Yeah. So um, that's such a high compliment. And what are Shout some of the flavors? Her. Let's tell some yeah. of these we got. So for the live rosin right now, I've got to shout out Nick Tea because we've got a special yeah. collab with Nick Tea. So Sweet. that's the ice cream cake live rosin. Oh. He helps source the fresh frozen on that as Love well it. as um, did pressing and uh, crafted it uh, in the cold cure with our team. Sweet. So that's a special limited drop. Get it while you can. Yeah. But then we've also got white buffalo, which I love. That's super gassy. And wow. uh, another, that's a more rare cultivar, you know. But, sure. Um, Love it, and uh, what some would call it, so you know, quote unquote, true sativa, which sure. you don't see a lot in sure. concentrates, right? I remember the rhino back in the day, the yeah. white rhino. Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually school. don't remember that. I do. Yeah, sure, I do. Uh, then we've got tropia, so I'll take it Ooh. from old school to new, because that's kind of a new hyphy genetic, you know, Tropicana can cookies, cookies and yeah, papaya. That. Yeah, that's a good mix. Uh, that's nice. the one I gave you, so you got to oh, dab that and then let the people know. I'm gonna okay? do it let with us you know after. All right. Yeah. And I don't want to be too roughed when I came on. <laughs> and then uh, SFVOG, we did a rosin jam, and uh, I love that because you know who doesn't love OG and you know SF. And what is a so. jam? A rosin jam? That's good a, question. A, a good term yeah. I hadn't heard before. Because yeah, most of our rosin we went from we used to do fresh press, and now we're doing uh, mainly cold cure. But the jam is when we just do a little further. Uh, they post process it a little bit after pressing, um, and then. It's not cold cured. It's just kind of um, not really. I think that there's a slight additional heat, but not too much that like, you know, you'd be losing more terps. It's actually just um, to kind of whip it and give it better consistency and stability. Sure. Mm -hmm. And because, sure. you know, every cultivar uh, is different. So the hash and rosin will be different. And so in some cases, uh, some cultivars just work better as a jam versus a cold cure. Sure. Or a fresh press. Sure. But yeah. Um, any other products and how do people get a hold or oh, check yeah. out everything? Give me I, the lowdown. Sure. Yeah. I forgot to mention we have a ton of different joints on the combos of, you know, flour within the rosin and it's always full flour, no shake, no trim. Uh, you can find us at Green Goddess in Venice. You can find us at LAPCG, uh, all over the Bay Area, Next Level De Delivery, Get Sava, um, as far north to like Sundial Collective in Ukiah. Um, a lot of the cookie shops we're in from San Bernardino, San Diego, um, and then Modesto. Uh, just go to docgreens.org and click where to buy, and you can see all the places that carry us. And I would love if you guys followed at docgreensofficial. That's D-O-C, Greens Official. And while I'm at it, follow me at Elise Absolutely. McRoberts. come on. E-L-I-S-E-M-C Roberts. Hell yeah. And what else? Um, I'm just so grateful to be here. Thanks again for having me. Oh, no, and Miss Axel fun. Rose. Sorry that she was crying a little bit in the background. Oh, she's, she's good. For those <laughs> that didn't hear, she has a beautiful dog that you got to bring in today. Yeah. But, and it was um, lovely. What's your Instagram handles? People want to get a hold of you specifically. At Elise McRoberts. Perfect. It's that easy. And yeah. then same thing on Clubhouse, same right? Same thing on Clubhouse. Join the Clubhouse. Elise McRoberts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and, yeah. uh, and please do. We have a lot of fun there on Clubhouse. And I mean, it really is a great space. I'm still learning and connecting and, and the sharing too. I feel like I, I love just helping people out through that platform, you know? Absolutely. And thanks for all you do on there. You host great rooms and spaces. I try. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. I try it. to spread the, spread the love. You know yeah. what I mean? You're we doing a great to. job. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Right well, I hope we get to host you in Berkeley sometime at That'll our space. And uh, I hope I get to come back and visit you. Uh, you I can, have a feeling I will. Back. You can come back anytime you want and jump on. Tell us what Doc Greens is doing, what right. you're doing, how you're moving and shaking. Right on. And bring some other wonderful women in the industry to come Would on also. That. we got plenty of mics. All right. We'll do a whole roundup. You're bringing a little panel and we'll get everybody on. Yes, please. Hell yes, for Let's sure. Let's do this. Absolutely. <laughs> We're ready. Marking the calendar. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you everybody who's listening to Hayes Radio Network. Yes, thank you, everyone. You can check it out <laughs> on www.hayesradionetwork.com and you can check out all our different archived episodes, almost a thousand episodes we have with all the different artists from Adam Mill to Chauncey to Sarah Turp Talks, Bobby Black from High Times and everybody that helps out with us. Thank you so much, Elise, for everything you do in the cannabis industry. And it was nothing but a wonderful pleasure of having you in. Oh, it was my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Let's go. Uh, let's go dab it up. Let's do it. Stay lit, everyone. Stay lit. Peace. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.